Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Recorded live. That you walked into my life It was just the kind of thing That was so bad on time After all the changes My heart had locked the door Then that girl released her magic and make me love much more Like a warning of some sweet love can down me Oh, all I want to my life for And when one kiss she me free She me that girl, she brings me joy. She gives me joy, joy, joy. That girl, she joy. Welcome, welcome, everyone. This is DJ Philly Joy on Joy to the World. This is a BestNet product, Looking Glass Network. And if you haven't called in as I've yet, you can call in 724-444-7444. Put that PIN code in, 145-234-POUND, one pound to listen in, and star eight to conversate. Communicate and share in the conversation on tonight, you know, about our topic. Whatever you want to share, you have to say, whatever you're, you're feeling in your heart and, you know, you're experiencing, Hopefully tonight's topic will help you to basically, I guess, get over it, so to speak. That's our topic one tonight. So the topic tonight, the power of getting over it, acknowledging it, and walking the steps to forgiveness, that's our topic one tonight. And it's not as simple as it sounds and how I put down as far as um, just the caption, as far as the audience is concerned. So sometimes I go a little bit different than what you expect. Um, Forgiveness is a very, very touchy subject because people will say, oh, I'll never forget that, especially when it comes to child molestation or when you, I'll never forget that. He hit me so hard. I went across the room. Oh, I'll never forget that. That My car was so messed up. It was total. I'm glad I made it. I'm sorry. I'm glad I made it out alive. Like, there are so many avenues it could take as far as the topic is concerned and really, really delve into it. But just to have a just briefness of it, a lot of times we hold on to the past. It could be a lot of different things that we hold on to. And the thing that we're saying today is to acknowledge it. What is your it? So we're going to define some it on today. Um, it could be abandonment. You could feel as though um, you might have went through the foster care system. Your mom and dad abandoned you. You, you didn't know, don't know who your real parents are. We can really get deep into that. It could just be a sense of abandonment where you didn't get the proper care even in your household, you didn't get from your mother or from your father. You saw though you were the, the underdog child. And you may have come a family of 11 children. You didn't get the attention you needed. So you saw attention other places. So that sense of abandonment. It could also be rejection. That could fall into the, to the line of that as well. That could be your it. You know, your, your rejection could be your it. Um, doubt, fear could be your it. There are different avenues as far as the depth of where your hurt may come from, that can be your it. Um, vanity, um, it's wanting to be seen and be out, uh, the things that you wear. So that comes maybe a, a self-esteem it. So it's possible. 
possible, but maybe not. Maybe that's just, that's just your personality. But we have to really dig into the depth and find the root and find out whether it is. Let's define it and acknowledge the it in our lives today. So I share with you sometimes about my life, and I go to a life story, and I try to define different things where I'm coming from and where I've been, what I've done, or things that have, may have happened to me in my life. So if I just talk about the time when I didn't really realize when I was young, my dad died when I was eight years old, a lot of that is the crux of maybe my, my handicaps and different things I have been through in my life. Um, didn't know how to define, I guess, a real relationship from losing my dad so so young. And then with my mom um, trying to raise five boys and myself as being a younger child, um, being on uh, alcohol and different things like that, and my household was prevalent for that. Uh, we was a party house, so we had parties and, you know, a lot of dancing here. I love to dance today, a lot of dancing. Um, remember back in the day, in the olden days, the neon uh, green and the orange and the pink and stuff like that, our garage was our dance area. And we played the music in there. People came over from all over the neighborhood, all over. But back then they had the, the games and stuff. They had the claim. They had Somerville. I'm from Philly, y'all. So <laughs> they had all the different games like that. No serious stuff like Brother O went through in his time. Nothing like Crips and the Bloods and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, they had the little lightweight, you would call it lightweight, but they still had their little dip guns and the BB guns and the clubs and bats and stuff. So on the stuff, but most of the time they liked to have a good time, liked the party, just don't cross the line. So all these things were, you know, some little, little, little suggestions put into the air atmosphere, into the neighborhood, into the, you know, different things going on in our, our community. So I grew up in that in that era, uh, eight, nine, ten years old. So in that time, you know, with the male figure, which I believe like, we all need that man in our household to be the covering for the family, the women, the strong one, the support being, the, the um the one that can hold us accountable, just hold some structure, you know, the logic aspect. That's not always emotional, like sometimes women are, but we are now becoming a little bit more, I guess, logical and emotional, not less emotional because we have to so much weight on us now. But when I look at, you know, the men in the household, I look at that strength that we need, and we need structure, we need a consistency, you know, watching that man go out to work and being, being strong and being that um, breadwinner, provider, protector, all that. And just having that mind of a structure of a family, um, so I didn't have that. Like I said before, um, different things happened in my household. So abuse happened. I got I drank alcohol when I was 11 years old. 11. Tiger Rose. You want to name it? Catawba Pink. Boonsong. Give some names of some of that wine. But the bottom line is the structure of the household was a dysfunction in the household. So we, as sometimes adults, or we do, which we don't understand bring those same dysfunctions into our adulthood, that same childhood dysfunction we bring into our, to our adulthood life. So, therefore, you know, you want to pick that, that bad guy, the one that, you know, you think, oh, that's the one I want to be with. But that's just maybe what you saw out there from the TV or from the, your, your neighborhood. You like the guy that, that um, wore a toothpick in his mouth and had the, the uh, do cap to the side or whatever the case may be, the little tango cap to the side. This is just some things that you think about and why what we saw, the imagery of that. So these are some, even some of the it's that we look, we look at and we see, um, that good structure or is that bad structure. We know that some of our men are at, the, at that time when they got locked up and went to jail, they did something like they, they take the bags and they would sniff glue in jail. Always didn't come back home again. You didn't know if you were going to see that person again. A lot of times they got stuck up in jail. You know, they got killed in jail. So they just shanked. They called them getting shanked. You know, so you live with this as a child, hearing these different things in your mind and knowing that, you know, wow, this could happen to the men in my family. So thinking about that and the men in my family being hurt to protect me, I never told them that I was abused. I never told them what I went through. And I kept that in silence. So I suffered, I guess you could say, the silence of the lamb. So that was a pure little lamb. I didn't know what was going on. I was being groomed and up to it, but I was not being protected from the elements and the things of this world. Um, silence of the land, so to speak, that embarrassment of it, not wanting to tell because of being embarrassed, like it's my fault. It wasn't my fault, but I didn't know that then. So I'm just going to go to that part of it. But all these young girls, young guys too, don't get me wrong, young guys too, I'm going to share from that, that perspective as well, are keeping their suffering in silence, and it's still happening today. It's not something that just happened 
and it stopped happening. It's happening now still. And maybe some people wind up getting killed because they tell. But you know what? Still tell if the things are going on that shouldn't be going on. Tell. The right person tells so you can be heard. But then you, sometimes you tell, people don't believe you. And this has happened as well. So the disappointment and the abandonment, the rejection, the things that have happened in our lives that cause us to sometimes withdraw. We withdraw into uh, depression. Some of us, we withdraw into um, isolation. We want to say we want to end our life and commit suicide, which is not the way. We don't want to put a mental institution or um, mentally like, wow, I'm going through all these things. I just can't comprehend why me. And we look at that kind of aspect of it. So when we think about all the different dynamics of the world system and put that on the economical system, economic system, finances and things we go through as far as financially, uh, communication with our mates, communication on our coworkers, on our jobs. And if you encompass all that together and individualize that and personalize it, you say, well, I'm fighting. I'm fighting for what I believe. I'm fighting for my rights. I can't take this anymore. But we may lash out the wrong way because, because we held these things in so long. How do we lash out and not really walk in the forgiveness we should walk into in these last days? So in these, in these days, we walk into forgiveness and there's a definition of forgiveness. Um, when I look at forgiveness, I can look at the definition as far as in, uh, I look at Marion Webster's definition of forgiveness. And you think about that, um, it's the act of forgiving, act of forgiveness. Forgiveness defines is being treated, being, being um, that, that, that thing that, that you've done to the person, that you wipe it away, so to speak. You wipe it away and to remember it no more. That's part of the act of forgiveness. But the person needs to, what we say, acknowledge their wrongdoing to us before we walk in that with them, that we want them to acknowledge that. So there are some ways you can walk in that. But we try, try, try all the time so hard to get out of the different things we go through, but we fail. So I'm going to give you hopefully some ways you can walk in that forgiveness as we acknowledge it, how we can walk in it, and hopefully receive some healing on today to receive that, that um, good life or just a comfortable, a more um, eye-opening, realistic way that we can look at people and see how they're doing. So, DJ, let's, you have that first track for me so we can get into that, and then we can go into the rest of um, our message today. I try, but sometimes I fail. Now I realize that I need your help. I can't make it all by myself. I need you, 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 you. That you know by then. No way, no how. I believe it's not right without you. Caught up in myself, after you and it. Every time that I do, I come right back to you. After all my mistakes, I know that I have to change. So I'm putting on life in your hands. Oh, I try, but sometimes I fail. Now I realize that I need your help. Another chance to get it right. Forgive me, come on. 
All right. Thank you, DJ Oleski. Um, just repeat our message. We can make sure we got everybody on tonight, and they know what we're talking about tonight. This is DJ Philly Joy on Joy to the World. We're talking about the power of getting over it, acknowledging it, and walking the steps to forgiveness. That's our topic. And it doesn't stop. It's a continual progressing step. We continue to define that step. And define forgiveness right now. I'm just going to read a part of what I believe. We need to define it a little bit better so we can make sure we have a good grasp on it because it's not condoning the act of what someone has done to you, what they have done. We don't want to get into that. Um, I want to also say, you know, to call the number uh, 724-444-7444 and put that PIN code in, uh, 145-234-POUND, and then one pound to listen in and star eight to share what you have on your mind, on your heart, in your spirit, whatever it may be. Some things you may have been through, you have to forgive and think that you're still going through the day with different people that, that are still kind of like what we like to call it is digging in the knife and then turning it and not letting that wound heal because they constantly do the same thing over. But you're putting yourself in that position. So we got to make sure we're not putting ourselves in that position to be um, humiliated, um, abused, or taken for granted over and over again and walk away from that uh, that situation. So forgiveness is the act of pardoning an offender, okay? It literally means to let go. Forgiveness means literally to let go. When a person does something, like if you owe, they owe you something, a payment, they may have brought money from you. And there's a story about that, actually, um, in the Word of God. And basically, um, there was a, a master that had some money, and what happened was um, he had a servant that owed him a great, great debt, and he couldn't pay that debt. So when he went, when he, when he came in, the master was going to take him and take him, his children, throw him all away, his wife and everybody throw him away and have him to serve the time in order to pay off that debt. But this particular servant said he pleaded with him to forgive him, and he did forgive him. I'm making it very, very light, but I'm not going to read it word for word. Very, very light. And then he let him go. He, let him, he forgave him of the debt. Then this, yeah, this same servant went out. And he had a servant. He had somebody that owed, that owed him money, so to speak. Owed him money. And this person, he was very, very harsh harsh with. And he was going to have him locked up and thrown away and done, do harm to him. But it was going to be done to him. He wasn't going to be forgiving, so to speak. So they found this out from the servant told to other masters, told him that, you know, he wasn't forgiving. So we got to be mindful that this stuff comes back on us. And the saying goes, you reap what you sow. And also goes, you know, there's mercy law, what goes around comes around. So 
would you be one that wants to just be a person that's known as um, holding on to grudges or being unforgiving or just being unloving, holding on to bitterness and allowing people to, you know, allowing, allowing people to come into your space at all or just having like a defense mechanism up all the time where you just can't, you know, receive or hear what people are saying and, you know, watch it. So that forgiveness is very, very important. And we all need it, and we all should exercise it. We want to be free of our debt continually in this life. And we say things that may be wrong or offend someone. We would like to receive, reciprocate that forgiveness in return. But they got a new thing. Now, sometimes people say this, and I'm not a fan of when it came out. I wasn't a fan of it. It never was when people used to always say it. Um, you walk across my step on their toe. Oh, my bad, my bad. Well, we know it was your bad, but excuse me, um, forgive me, that was that wasn't meant. She went over there and stepped on her toe, took your foot up and stepped deliberately. No, forgive me, I'm sorry. I apologize. Um, and then, you know, they hopefully will, you know, realize you didn't mean it, you didn't mean it and they will receive that um, from you and be, you'll, be, you'll be forgiven. But this, um, my bad, we don't want to, want to say I'm sorry, which is something people want to say I'm sorry. We have been... Uh, what they want to say, some people will say, you've been sorry for so long. You're not sorry because it's a different form of uh, apologizing. So just apologize the way you feel as though it's accurate or appropriate for you to apologize and that you didn't mean what you did to a person. So in walking in forgiveness today, we want to do that. We don't condone the offense. When someone offends you and they say something about you or do something to you, um, if they did it, they should fess up to it to acknowledge it. Now they may they may say what they said and they may not not want not want to have you forgive them. Okay, if you forgive them or not, that's that person. But if you continue to walk with that stuff on you and they carry that weight around, it will constantly eat you up. That person may go on to die and never 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 say that they're sorry to you. Never say that, that um, I apologize. Never say anything to you, you know, to make you feel though that they were really. Um, sorry for their actions and their deeds towards you. What are you going to do about it? Are you going to continue to hold on to that? That person is gone. They're gone. And you're walking in the place of uh, bitterness. You know, I see this happen with um, with couples and different times they don't, you know, get a chance to say anything to, 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 their, to that last one, that last word, and they go to bed angry, and then they're, you know, they still the next day, they don't, they fix the person breakfast or they, you know, wake them up in the morning with a kiss or whatever, but they, have gone to bed angry. And, you know, there's a part in the word of God talking about don't let the sun go down in your wrath. You know, be forgiven. There are certain things that you, when you have a, a relationship, you want to make sure that you don't have the arguing in the bedroom. You don't argue. You know, you talk about it. I hope you can communicate with uh, good common sense and you really begin to talk about things and get your point across without hopefully yelling and the screaming and the hurt and not bring anything that happened to you in your past into your new relationship if you're single and trying to find another date or trying to get a relationship. So that can happen as well. We carry those burdens. You know, there's a picture that I that I had that one of my friends at the job um, had. And this person was a woman, and what she was going towards was a road leading to a cross. And she was carrying, she had her bag that she was carrying around. I want to call her the bag lady. But she was carrying around, the bags were labeled and entitled guilt. Fear, uh, rape, it was um, titled, uh, like distrust, things like that. So those, these things were, and also unforgiveness. All these things were, were going, and she was walking towards the cross. And as she walked towards the cross, in my mind, I, I believe, because it's happened with me, that you can receive forgiveness because you want all that stuff can just come off of you and you can be lighter and less, burden, less burdensome. But what we want to do is hold sometimes tight onto a person's offense against us. With a hold to tight, that person never paid me back my money they owed me from five to ten years ago. They don't have it. They don't plan on pay, paying you back. And if they do, um, they're not in a position to do it right now. And why are you letting that stuff eat up inside of you? So what this causes you is, when we just talked about it already with bitterness, but it also can lead to other poor health health elements as far as high blood pressure, you know, insomnia, sleep, sleep this night because you're constantly worried and thinking about things that have happened to you and 
You're going to have to get, get free of these different things that, that are going on with you. Um, so sickness will come. You don't think about that. Um, some people have been doing different studies. They do it all the time, different studies, research, and they've come to find out or they believe that this is something that's true, that sicknesses, not the sicknesses that we have, are not just from um, the food we eat, which we know a lot of them come from that as well, um, but our different conditions that we picked up along the way of our life. If we pick these conditions up, we don't let these certain things go. Um, Medina had talked about pollution one time, about the different things about next to the school, and exhaust, fumes, stuff like that, high prevalent more in New York and other places all over the world, but certain places are more polluted than others. And these conditions we pick up, pick, pick up as, we, as, we, as we walk this life, and we don't let these conditions go. So something they can't put their finger on. And one of the people have associated sometimes bitterness and things of unforgiveness, uh, people getting cancer or having cancer, and they can't really find um, any kind of other reasons, uh, nutritional or pollution, uh, things like that, where it has come into their life. But come and find that the person has been holding on to something for so, so long. Or they have, they have, maybe they have migraine headaches, and they just throw some things, the chemical imbalances off. So how do we weigh these different things in our life, and how do we get free on a regular basis? I just want to delve into a little bit more about the love aspect of the love, you know, covers a multitude of sins. It covers a multitude of different things or transgressions against our people, things that have happened to us, and we can look back at and see things that are still happening. And if we let those things eat us up every day, we become bitter. We become unproductive. We become, um, even in our thinking, we don't have that progressive movement forward. Um, the program before us talking about relationships with the men and do men um, try to attract the women by getting them pregnant. This is a, is a tight issue, but I know I've heard the other reverse way, but not the way that um, <laughs> it was presented. But even with that, it's all about relationships, how we treat each other, how we're healing our communities, and do, do we have our proper healing to even be an advantage to, to go towards healing. I'm constantly working on you know, myself, and hope I'm putting, putting forth a good message that I'm putting one that's going to help other people to heal and to, to find their purpose, find their existence. And we say purpose lightly because I don't want people to think this is what we're talking about, this man, you got to go and forgive everybody. Walk into, I forgive you, I forgive you, and I hold, hold this against you. And maybe that might be what you might do. But if that's the case and you really feel as though you have to do that, then so be it. But I would start with one simple thing first, acknowledging it. Acknowledging, first of all, that there is, you know, something you need to acknowledge to get over. What do you need to get over? We talked about some, some things earlier, you know. Well, are you depressed? Um, and then why? What's the root of your depression? Is it because um, you felt the sense of abandonment when you was a child and rejected, you know? Your family relationships are all dysfunctional. And we all have them in our family. We all have one person or two people or three that are just throwing a whole equation off of this person, people that are sometimes so high strung they can't talk normal, and they just always go through their own uh, problems, and they, they project that problem on their whole family because they got a lot of issues, and they haven't dealt with them. And all these issues of the heart that we need to deal with before we can really continue to be whole in our, in our, you know, in that aspect as far as the thinking, as far as that goes. And I don't know if DJ Alaski has my, um, has the next track. We can go into that, and then we'll receive whatever calls may be on the line for any questions. DJ Alaski, have the next track? <laughs> Oh, 
All right. I love you, too. I just wanted to chime in on your topic, uh, which okay. is an excellent, excellent topic of discussion because there are so many people existing in brokenness. And the first step to healing yourself is you have to forgive yourself, not for anything that you did wrong, but just forgive yourself in order to begin the healing process. And there's a saying, hurt people hurt people, meaning people that are hurt hurt people. And a lot of them unknowingly do it because that's how they've grown up. That's the environment that they existed in, and they had no one to teach them that, you know, you don't have to do things that way, or they grew up with that, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth mentality. You do it to me, I'm going to do it to you. And so, because Lord knows, I've been hurt <laughs> many times in my life. And I've never been a person to seek revenge because I know revenge is not mine. It's the Lord. And you're right. It's very good if you have a strong prayer life, even if you don't, and just begin to pray. But just open your mouth and talk. You may not be a spiritual person because I, I wasn't always. I knew it was a God. But I didn't, I just used to take the things that would happen and say, oh, well. But now I know I'm able to look back and see all of the things that I was brought out of and know that someone was watching out, watching over me, protecting me, covering me better than I could for myself. And I came out. Un, relatively unharmed. Yes, you go through the anger and the hurt, but if you stay stuck in that, there's people walking around with years of depression, feeling isolated. Uh, it causes mental challenges. You know, you're and and right, you're right. It causes health challenges, and because your body breaks can break down from your mental and your emotional state of mind. So that's a sickness in and of itself. And I just ask that everyone learn to forgive. I can forgive, but I won't forget. But I'll learn to not see that to see that I can't won't be in a similar situation again. And if it does happen, you know, you have to take the authority over your own life to see if you can't get yourself out of that situation with guidance. You know, and it does help to talk about these things openly, and there's a lot of shame and stigma attached to things that's happened to people. I've never had anything devastating as a rape or abuse or anything like that, but everybody doesn't have the same strength, you know, to move away from what's hurt them. And as long as you stay stuck in that, there's so much life that you're missing out on, you know, because that's an opportunity once you remove yourself from it to speak on it like we're doing here tonight. You know, help someone else that you know are in a certain situation. If there's anything similar to anything that's happened to you, you know, be an encouragement to that person. And, you know, that's what I have to say about that. So I always thank you for bringing up great topics and touching the heart of the matter to make people really open their minds and think so that we can all live better lives. So I appreciate you for that, and I love your show. I love you, too, and I appreciate all that you said because you touched on a lot of topics, a lot of things, too, as well, in reference to, um, you know, just having to really be, have to go into healing because we, we, we can't heal. We have to, uh, the self matter, you said about self. We have to forgive ourselves. And I yes. really go deep into that because, you know, you talked about all those things being our it. So that is, you know, ourself. But we got to really talk about that killing ourselves because we, we look in the mirror every day. If we don't walk in forgiveness, we're not, we're not going to be whole. We're walking broken, like you said, too, about being broken. And broken, hurt people hurt people. That is so true. And this happens every single day. 
And that's why people don't have good relationships, communication, because <laughs> they're still hurting, they're still broken. Right. Some things that happened in their past. So we just say we just let the past be in the past, but, you know, don't let it happen to us again, right? We don't want it to happen again, things that have happened. I don't want to be abused again, and I don't want to, you know, go through, I went through alcohol and different things like that when I was, before I was even a teenager, which was really sad, you know? Yeah, and when people talk to me about problems that they're having in their lives, especially people that whine and complain a lot, it's like, look at where you were. I always tell people, look back only long enough to see how far you've come and then keep it moving. Because if you don't go, you can't grow. You got to keep going. You got to push through all that pain, that anger, that hostility in order to release it. And for me, that's why I'm in such a peace of mind state because I used to be a very angry woman and, you know, blame people for things that happen. But we have a responsibility as well. Maybe not so much as with children, but as adults we do because we can say no, you know, and move ourselves out of that situation. So life is to be lived, not languishing in past hurts. Just wake up and see the light, see the goodness in things, you know, to make yourself better. Because you can heal yourself. The body can heal itself from the inside out. And the healing begins with you. So I'll let someone else talk again. I thank you, and I love the topic, and I love you, Tanya. Uh, sorry, you. DJ Philly George. That's all right. I love you, too, sis. Thank you so much, Paul. I appreciate you. You're welcome. All right. All right. So we can take things to talk about the different things that have gone on, but we don't we don't stay in that situation. So one of the things that I looked at I looked at some Instagram things to post tonight. One of the people had a um, suppressing without expressing can lead to stressing. So that's I can say that's a nutshell from growing up that I can say that yes, that's exactly what happened. People they get into their little shell and they close up without talking about the things because. They feel as though they done something wrong. They're embarrassed. But that's what it may be. Sometimes it may be that. But we all go through different things. We need to connect so we can receive our healing on today. And sometimes we have problems in our financial area. So when they go seek a financial counselor or talk to people that are doing really good with their finances to see, you know, how they how they did it and how they got out of debt. Let's start connecting and talking to so we can help uh, each other get out of the different situations we might, we might be into. And like I said before, the person may have died and gone on, but we're still holding on to that, that what, they, what they did to us. You know, it's over. It's not happening now. So what happens is you live in the past and you don't know how to get out of it. One of the things we have to do is really, is really pray. And make a, make a mind, our mind up that we really love ourselves because forgiveness is a decision that you have to make from the heart. You got to believe your heart is hurting. It's the hardest thing. It's a very painful thing even to forgive. Forgiveness is not easy. It's painful. And maybe it's just as painful as you being hurt the first time. Now can you want to forgive, like I said before, and the person doesn't really act like they want you to, they, that they really care one way or the other, but you're going to walk in forgiveness because it's going to benefit you with better health, with a better mind, with a better attitude, with prosperity. It's going to help you to move forward and move on and not live in the past. You know, living in the past is not going to help you to succeed anywhere because you're just going to be stuck on like a treadmill, so to speak, just walking and not going anywhere, not going anywhere. So what some of the outcomes that we can say that unforgiveness may produce? You know, it can produce uh, hoarding, uh, incomplete tasks. People have the things to do, and they just can't seem to get things done. Just constantly, I'm going to get this done, I'm going to get this done, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, and never get things done. So you may not even touch it as your it, so that could be your it, okay? It could be impulsive talking. When you're constantly talking, out of nowhere, nowhere just talking, and you just talk. These things to help you get out, out of what you're going through. Um, it, could be, um, your tra- it could be your trauma that you've been through, your tra- trauma. It's in record, you got the, uh, maybe a broken arm, and the arm is like really twisted because you had an accident years ago, so your arm has caused a deformity. Now, young people, if I could tell this message to you, you guys, if you live long enough, um, 
there's a picture that was on, was on the Internet for an 81-year-old that has a very good body and very good shape. But that's not most 81-year-olds. It's not even most 62-year-olds. It's not most 50-year-olds because people have lived a rough life. And if I say this like this, if you're living a rough life now, guaranteed you will be <laughs> 30, 40 years old and you will be, you know, looking around like how did I get here? And you'll be old and you'll be turned over and walking because you're letting all that sin or all that bitterness, all that stuff hold you down. I'm going to hold you down and you haven't been able to walk upright and get out of it. I said it to say that you get the older people and you put them down. You may say, oh, they, they, don't know, they don't know anything. They got to be old for a reason. But then there's stuff, so there's some that really are not mature, even though they got the age on people. So they're not, they're very immature in their ashes and their deeds. But that's not all. Like I say, always some. So how, how do you measure up? How are you going to live your life? You look, look at others through those glasses and how you live. So then you can have that um, internal, your incorrect thinking because of things that you have been through, your incorrect thinking. And then you may have um, be impossible to get along with. Just, just always on edge or anxious or have anxiety, and you can't place where it's coming from. So let's look back at all these things. It's not, everything's not always a mental, a mental illness. You know, we can say that. Some things we do by choice. It's like, oh, I would treat it this way. I'm going to do the same thing to you that you did to me. So that's people, like, like Anna said earlier, that people come up with the, the, uh, the, um, the mindset that uh, I for I, two for two. And that's how they were raised, you know. But we would say, if we brought up, and not to let people abuse you over and over again, the word of God talks about forgiving 70 times 7. That's 490 times in one day. You need to forgive somebody over and over again. But I still say, don't put yourself in a position to go through the same thing over and over again. If you see somebody that has damaged you in that relationship you're in, and you're being abused over and over again, get out because they, want, they probably want to kill you eventually or vice versa. The kids may get hurt in the situation. They may be abused as well. Or that as you come out or come out, you may kill them. So that's one avenue or one thing that happens and it mostly shows for relationships where with with couples. So I can talk about that. I've been there, done that, and I'm glad that I made it out alive. And I can say to you, it wasn't pleasant. It was it was very embarrassing, very humiliating. You know, you have somebody that's been in the school, not a college degree or anything like that, but was perceived as being smart, had a corporate job, and here going through all the things I went through. And not want anybody to know there was a silence, keeping quiet. But now, you know, through forgiveness of that person, forgiveness of my life, forgiving myself for putting myself in that situation, making better choices, deciding better, choosing better, even when I choose to live with my mistakes and consequences that I can step up to them and to walk in a, in a, a way where I'm hopefully humbled by being forgiven by the Almighty, by our Creator, every single day. Not to walk in sickness, I want to walk in, in uh, health and walk in joy. And you want to have our next track, DJ Philly? DJ, DJ Philly Joy? But also, <laughs> if I got DJ left, you're going to play my track for me, though. Thank you. You got another track for me? <laughs> Thank you. 
All right, all right. Forgiveness is not always easy, people. It's one of the quotes that I like. At times it feels more painful than the wound we, we suffered. To forgive the one that inflicted it, and yet there is no peace without forgiveness. There is no peace without forgiveness, people. Yeah, that life is always going in turmoil. You want around and around and around in circles. You know, we have a friend, and that decision has to be, first of all, in you, that, you know, make that the decision that you're going to forgive and forget about the rejection and the disrespect and things that have gone on. Talk about them. Say what you got to say. Then let it go. Let it go. You know, get over it, so to speak. Get over it. Depend on God through prayer that he will sustain you and let you be able to forgive the person that has done something that is very, you know, bad to you. The attitude, the mindset you want to have is one that's kind, that's loving, and it keeps that, that's a powerful thing. You can walk in that love, regardless of what the other person is walking in, that's a powerful thing. And I keep saying don't keep yourself in that situation. But it's going to take time. It doesn't happen overnight. You know, understand one thing. When you go through the different things emotionally, it takes time. It takes time for that to protect what you're feeling in your decision. You, it's not going to happen overnight. You're still going to hurt. still going to hurt. And then what happens eventually, when that kind heart, you're with yourself, when that kind heart and that love takes over, it's what they call, um, that you don't plan this, but it talks about heaping coals of fire. The person that has done you unjustly and wrong, they can see that you still, that you're prospering, but they seem to be now they're eating up and they're going through. You may not see with your own eyes, but they realize that, wow, I did this so bad. And they they nothing but nice to me. And they're kind to me. And I've been like this. It's so, so selfish of me, you know, it's all, all about me all the time. And then what happens is they come back and eventually they will say something, what they have done. You know, just be mindful also, too, that God has forgiven us of our things that we have done. You know, we've been ungrateful, we've been unmerciful, you know, we've been unkind. And we've been guilty of a few things ourselves, and we've been forgiven. Some things we've done to other people. And the children are the ones that seem to get the backlash of this as we go on through our adult life, and we're still growing, because we're all still growing. We never stop growing. It's come to realization of, realization of things on a regular basis. We never stop growing. We grow all the time. And as we grow, the children also see how we're going through and how we handle situations. You never have the right to hold unforgiveness in your heart against anyone. You know, if you don't forgive, you will not be forgiven. Because forget, you be what you sow. You open the door up for more hurt, more rejection, more resentment, and things like that when you don't when we don't forgive. So let's walk on those steps to make it to make a decision, a con- conscious decision. You know, a, a decision that continues to heal our bodies and our minds and our hearts on a regular basis. And when we forgive, we can free ourselves of a lot of different things. We can free ourselves to live this life without inhibitions, you know, without fear of worrying about rejection or being abandoned. And then you don't, you don't need people to define you who you are. You walk the way you walk. And if you receive people to say, well, I'm really happy that you're doing what you're doing. I'm really pleased that you're going in the way you're going. And I think you're, that's, that's your calling, that they do give you some kudos. But if they don't, you still realize that, you're walking in that talent and gift that God has called you to walk in, and you don't have to worry about, you know, what other people say. Criticism or, you know, bad talk about you, you don't worry about who's talking about you. You won't care about stuff like that. You'll just continue to move forward the way you need to and leave all those bad thoughts behind and not worry about what people are saying about you. Forgiveness, it takes work. It takes work. And the work that's inside of you, because in all of us there's a spirit, and that spirit works within us, in our hearts. And if it's working, listen. Listen to the thoughts. Listen to the, to the mindset. Listen to the attitude, you know, because that compassion that we have every day, it comes from our creator every day because God has equipped us with everything we need to forgive. We got love in our hearts, you got forgiveness. If you got love in your heart, you got forgiveness. You can walk in that. That's the ability to forgive. And you can love, you know, Unconditionally, when you can love, that's the ability to forgive. Refusing to have that criticizing and judgmental thoughts in your mind, you know, the spirit that's in us will help us to heal from those hurts. So as I go to the next part of our um, closing, I just want to ask you guys, those that are on the line, just to 
you know, say, you know, my Lord, my Lord, help us. Help us to, you know, not walk in distress and anxiety. To help us to walk in, in forgiveness, you know, to help us to, to squash conflict as it arises, to help us to not escalate it or make it more, you know, by doing a you language. You always do this. You always do that. You know, I hate when you, you know, go into a conversation that's going to know we're going to escalate into a big argument, okay, or putting the other person down. So let's, let's be mindful of our conversation on, on a regular basis, you know. You know, we just ask God to focus on his presence on a regular basis, that presence of love, joy, peace, you know, uh, long-suffering, patience. We need to have patience with people um, as we're going through. We want to have peace of mind as well. So we ask that the peace of God comes in our mind on a regular basis every single day. We want to be grateful for people that do things for us and the people that love us. We want to rest in just um, who we are and love ourselves and love who we are. So, it is now the high 11 o'clock hour. It is Ngozi time, and we'll have our brother. Oh, come on next. Listen, we do have a caller on the line right now for you, and we'd like to come in. Caller out of Salvation, Pennsylvania, on the line right now with joy for the world. Yo, um, girl, I don't know what to tell you, but that was one heck of a show, and you just dropped a whole bunch of noodles. I hope they got that dag old. What do you put on noodles? Wait a minute. You put salt on it, or do you put on um, sauce? What is that sauce called? Uh, Alfredo, whatever. Yo, whatever it tastes good, it sounds good. What the heck are you doing now? I'm hoping that we're getting a good message and give you cheese and hill in our lives. How you doing, Yo, DJ Chill? You're definitely you doing? doing that. I don't know. I'm, I'm just trying to catch up. And the music is tight. I said, yo, man. My ear, that's so clear. I mean, look at this boy. So, yo, man, everything was so good. I said, say, yo, man, keep up the good work. Because people going to listen to the show after the show over, and hopefully they understand what you said and apply it to their lives. So, I should have said that one. I should not have said that. I should have said that, especially me. That's, that's, no, nah, I shouldn't have said that one. <laughs> say it like you mean it. I'm just so sorry that I have to be, you know, smart enough to say something that makes sense. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. Thank you. You're funny. <laughs> All right, DJ Chill. Thank you for calling in. Thank you for sharing. It is. The Goldie Tommy, I want to talk to holler at you, too. Brother O? Well, first of all, I want to thank you for what you've done tonight. What is your it? What are you acknowledging? in your life. Um, it could be something that is plausible. It could be something that is, is, is heart-rendering and detrimental to your own well-being. You should feel enjoyed the outstanding job tonight right here at the one and only Beverly Nation. And tomorrow night, we're right back on this program. The topic is coping with living life after losing a parent. All right? My parents taught me everything but how to live without them. The guest tomorrow night will be Nashira White on the one and only Diva Impact with Tanya Carter. That is 9 o'clock, Eastern Daylight right here at the one and only Beverly Nation, and then tomorrow night at Day in the Network. And I hope uh, Brother Chill is listening. We have a brand-new sports announcer, broadcaster right here at, of course, Day in the Network on the Dynasty. His name is Derek Gibson, uh, DJ Tony Joy. And we're bringing back a franchise that is well-known to the original Beverly Nation 1.0. It is a dose of Sportsology 2.0, and I'm so glad to bring that, this, this illustrious franchise back to uh, the air. Tomorrow night, talk to you broadcast premiere of a dose of Sportsology 2.0. Mr. Derek Gibson tomorrow, right here, Studio A, Long Beach, California. And, of course, 10 o'clock Eastern Daylight on these only syndicated stations. And, of course, you know what time it is, right? Beverly Nation is advertising through O&E, which is Oladelli and Goes, the Enterprise. You can reach us, of course, at www.lookingglassentertainment. That wordpress.com, as well as Ngozi Primetime 1 at fabnet.com. We are Ngozi Time at both Twitter and Instagram, Oladelli and Goes, both Pinterest and Google+. Oladelli and Malay, where Ngozi has Facebook, as well as our business pages. DJ Philly Joy, as well as 
Beverly Nation Online Radio. Any comments, suggestions to our wonderful programming tonight? Olaydaylay.ngozibookmyandgmail.com. Miss Philly Joy, you know that is the four, the 1,416th time I've said that. Amazing how time is going. Two networks, and I want to thank Miss uh, Miss T. Queen for calling tonight. Van Meadows for calling tonight. Crystal James for calling tonight. The wonderful Anna Waddell, as well as the wonderful DJ Chill. Also, Jesus called in tonight. Kenny McQueen called in tonight, as well as Queen Rockatoon. So how about that, Tilly Joy? And I will say to you, outstanding show tonight, and I am still your mother and father's favorite producer. Ola W. Malayo and Gozi saying goodnight. Good luck to all the folks out there on Force Radio supporting us on a constant basis. Tilly Joy, give us any last words, and then, you know, I'll let you go out with the track of the night. All right. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And thank you all those called in and supported. I really appreciate you guys as well. And the sensitive nature of the topic, I just pray that we all can forgive others, not because we deserve forgiveness, but because we deserve peace in our hearts and our minds. And that's the main reason we want to forgive and walk in forgiveness. And also, true forgiveness is not an action after the fact. It is an attitude with which you enter each moment every day that you walk this life on a regular basis. Because if you let things go down in your wrath or your anger on a regular basis, it will continue to hurt you and eat you up and cause you to be resentful, things like that. So I want to just say, people, um, if you need to release unforgiveness in your heart, we just pray, Father, help us to forgive as we were forgiven. Help us to walk in the things we want to treat people a certain way to do unto others as we happen to do unto us on a regular basis. So if that's joy, peace, and kindness, then we want to be the epitome of that in our lives to receive what we want in return. So thank you again. This is Dave Philly Joy, and I love you much, people. God bless. Oh, I might be love, and there's a book I have to follow, a place I have to go, but no one told me to try to get there, but when I get there, I know, because I'm taking Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.